a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some ways that your utility can become more involved in your communities? That's what we'll be discussing on this special live edition of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Jared Dovers, and joining me today is a longtime friend of Word South, Mr. Brad Kimbrough, Chief Operating Officer of Wiregrass Electric uh, down near Dothan, Alabama. <clears throat> Thank you for joining me today, Brad. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, this is our third Story Connect podcast live episode. We're recording here at the annual Story Connect conference. We're recording three episodes with folks from the electric industry, and then Andy will be here in a little bit to record three episodes with Telco folks. Uh, this is episode 87 for us, and I hope the listeners at home are enjoying the extra energy in the room from our live audience. Um, you may be walking the dog or doing dishes or whatever when you're listening to this, but hopefully you're getting a little bit out of the energy coming through as if you were actually with us here in Huntsville. All right, Brad, we're going to talk today about community service. Um, one way we can start is I know Wiregrass Electric has an interesting program uh, that solves some problems that some of your local churches were having. So tell me a little bit about that program and how you guys got started. Yeah, <clears throat> thank you. Um, and I apologize, my sinuses are killing me, so I, uh, sorry please bear that. with me through this. <clears throat> yeah, our church is, um, uh, is, we're setting a big demand. Um, they were, on that, that cold uh, morning in, in the winter, they were uh, coming in and, and their heat pumps were, were being turned on. And, and of course, so you all know how the heat pumps work, and it was just creating a, a huge demand that, that morning. And so uh, what... What that was causing were, were higher bills and um, you know some complaints and of course they called us and we were able to uh, to talk to them and explain the demand component of their bill and also uh, began a program with uh, uh, offering a programmable thermostats for them. Uh, one of our guys uh, in our energy services department uh, was able to go out and meet one on one with them and uh, help them set up a programmable thermostat. We also offered a rebate of. Uh, $500 toward that programmable thermostat and uh, really help them uh, solve an issue, understand, uh, again, the demand component of their bill more, and uh, really turn a negative into a positive. And uh, that, that, was, that was very good in churches. As you know, it's not, you know, it's maybe one account, but, you know, there could be as many as uh, a 1,000 members in that one church. So it was really important that we solve that, that complaint really quickly. Yeah. And I know <clears throat> you guys, um, you... Besides making some friends for life on that, you also had some excellent testimonials and stories that ran in your monthly magazine, Alabama Living. That's and right. can you talk a little bit about using that Alabama Living as a as a way to get involved in your community? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's uh, we still think it's our number one communication tool. Uh, it goes to every one of our meters, about uh, twenty four thousand, just over twenty four thousand, and. Um, we utilize that magazine, of course, to, to share our information about what's going on with the uh, cooperative at Wiregrass Electric. But we also um, try to do some feature stories each month in that magazine that are obviously community-based. Uh, we, uh, for example, uh, one year we featured every month uh, one of our towns or cities in our Wiregrass area and uh, focused on them and allowed them to uh, share what was going on in their town or, or city, what was unique uh, perhaps about it uh, from an economic de development standpoint <clears throat> and it was uh, really good for them to be able to do that 
Uh, we've also uh, featured uh, some of our local farmers and our, our farming community. We're, and again, in the wiregrass there in uh, South Alabama and, and uh, have a big, big farming uh, uh, occupational, uh, uh, you know, in, in our area. So uh, that was really good, too, to be able to, to feature some of our, our local farmers and, uh, and help them, you know, in, in, in what they're doing. Um, obviously, key accounts, uh, political leaders were able to, we've done some feature stories there. So um, that, that's been a big help uh, using our, our magazine for uh, uh, helping to build community relationships. That's excellent. And that's not usually, I think, something the first people think about. Uh, first off, when you think of, I'm going to start a magazine or I'm going to start a newsletter, is that you can use that to help um, to serve your community. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned economic development. One thing I know mm -hmm. you guys have been involved with heavily is economic development. And you guys have hosted some meetings right. that have turned out to be pretty important. Yeah, they have. Uh, I guess uh, back uh, early in 2015, um, we met with the uh, the Dothan Area Chamber of Commerce, which Dothan in our area is, is just the that's the big city, sure. And uh, in Houston County there, and, and they do a really good job. Matt Parker and his folks at the chamber, and uh, but but Geneva County, which is the neighboring county, is uh, you know, a poor county. Uh, not a lot of activity there. Not a lot of maybe um, leadership from from an economic development standpoint. And uh, we were trying to be a catalyst to, to help all of the wiregrass grow. And of course, uh, the chamber was, was that, that was their goal as well. Anyway, we uh, decided that we would have, we would host meetings, uh, quarterly meetings in, in, uh, in our Geneva County office there in Hartford and would include the, uh, the economic development people, the chamber people from Houston County and Dothan to come over and meet with our local leadership political leadership and uh and the business leadership in in the geneva county area and uh try to get them working together or at least geneva having a perception that that uh you know no longer was true or that that you know they were being left behind so anyway we we have a have very good success uh, with with that program and uh getting those uh those two counties uh working together talking together uh Honestly, uh, one of the biggest things that came from that is uh, is a career tech center that was uh, that was uh, established in Geneva County and uh, didn't have one prior to you know never had one in Geneva County and uh, the, the students were having to basically leave and, and go other other places to get their education and you know not a lot of them were coming back to work and uh, and th this is a game changer and, and that that. Uh, that career tech, the, the genesis of that conversation, uh, started there in, in those meetings uh, with, with, um, with the Houston County and Geneva leadership, and then there's other things that's going on too. But but it's been very very good and and helped uh, really build some some good relationships with everyone there. That's excellent. So even even just by hosting a place where people <clears throat> could come and talk and just kind of being a consensus maker, your your utility was able to positively impact your right. your service area. And and we've uh, recently had the uh, state uh, a DECA director uh, join us, uh, uh, Kenneth Boswell, and uh, you know um, I don't believe uh, people like that would be uh, would be coming without that meeting. So yeah, it's been very positive. It really Absolutely. has. 
And uh, one program that I know you guys have spoken about on the national stage uh, a couple of yeah. times, but some of our listeners may not know about, is uh, a innovative relationship you guys have with uh, Habitat for Humanity uh, with a weatherization program. Can you talk a little bit about how that came to be and what that's about? Well, uh, as the previous uh, gentleman, Joe, was speaking about, uh, high bills, basically. Yeah. That's how that came about. Um, we... we Habitat for Humanity is a good, great organization. They do a lot of good work, and uh, yeah, they're known really for building homes, but they've also, at least our local area chapter, started uh, uh, to, to renovate uh, some, some homes. So anyway, we got with them. Um, we uh, had some, some homes in our area that were not very energy efficient. Uh, of course, we preach that, and uh, our thing is if we can fix the hole in the roof, then uh, that's going to go a long way to uh, keeping the power bill from being so high. So uh, we're able to partner with them and uh, those uh, low-income families uh, that are qualified to, to receive that assistance. Uh, we're able to, uh, to to work with Habitat and stretch dollars because you know Habitat gets a lot of volunteers and a lot of reduced uh, supplies. So that, that's been very good for us, and uh, you know helped help. Uh, some folks get more energy efficient and, of course, uh, raise the awareness of, uh, of energy efficiency as well. Absolutely. All right. So what would you <clears throat> say to someone who is uh, listening to the podcast, maybe wanting to find a, a different riv- or a different avenue to get their uh, cooperative or municipally owned utility into more community service? What are some, some yeah. ways you can think to – what advice would you give that, that younger communicator? Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of a lot of utilities that's doing a great job. I, I think we're we're trying to. Um, we we preached our employees to be member focused. Uh, that's the only reason we're in existence. That's the only reason we have jobs, and that member lives in in our community, and uh, we're local, and uh, if not us, who? So, sure. Um, <clears throat> what we try to do is um, is partner. That's a that's a big word for us. We. We try to partner. Uh, again, the, the gentleman before, uh, Joe, talked about media relationships. Uh, we, we, uh, we try to have partnerships. Uh, we don't necessarily want to be perceived as advertising, per se. We just want to be communicating and improving the quality of life for our community is what we want to be known for. And, uh, you know, just, just simple things. Uh, sponsoring Little League uh, baseball teams, softball teams, uh, looking at ways that uh, you can partner with your media. Like uh, we have a local radio station that that does um, local sports, local high school sports. And uh, so we, we partner with them, and uh, we have a buy, of course. But uh, it's perceived that we're, we're partnering to bring the local high school game of the week uh, in, in, on a Friday night. And, uh, and the members really appreciate that. They don't see it as, you know, we're, we're spending or wasting uh, their money, or that's the reason our power bill is so high is because we're on the, uh, the radio or television. No, we're we're uh, we're partnering to bring uh, bring that high school game that that grandmother can listen to that otherwise wouldn't wouldn't be able to attend the game, things like that, being visible, just uh, you know, it's a relationship business, and uh, anything you can do to to be out there, uh, communicating that that you're here helping to provide a service that's absolutely essential, that without it would, uh, uh, as Dr. Christie says, would be brutal. So. Just anything you can do to, to be involved in the community, uh, that, that's what I would suggest. And, and just find unique ways to do so. You know? sure. And you guys do have plenty of unique ways to do so. One, one thing I, I do want to touch on before we go is you have a, you have a program uh, mm-hmm. called Silent Heroes of the yeah. Wiregrass. Uh, 
through a charitable foundation you guys have. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, to me, a very unique media partnership. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we're very proud of that. Um, WTVY, our local uh, uh, television station, the, the most dominant in our area, we partner with them. Again, that word partner. We, uh, we recognize someone that's doing charitable-type work and doing it not to necessarily get uh, recognition for it or, or notoriety, but just doing it because doggone is the right thing to do. And, uh, and each month uh, we receive applications, and our uh, foundation board, who, by the way, volunteer their time to come in, uh, they review all those applications, and uh, they select what they feel to be you know, that month's best winner or, or best application that winter. And uh, our partnership, through our partnership with the WTVY, we actually get to present that silent hero live uh, on camera. And uh, it's just been really awesome. Uh, we've, we've done this now. I think we're on our 15th um, silent hero winner. That's excellent. And uh, it, it just is, is, there's not been one negative uh, that I've heard about that program. That's excellent. Uh, and I could go on 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 the unique solution you guys have found for being involved in your community, but I do want to take a couple of questions uh, from the audience. We've got some texts in. Uh, back to the programmable <coughs> thermostat. Um, do you, we have a question that said that, did you actually provide the programmable thermostats or did you point people to where they could get them? Well, we did both. Um, we, we had some, but, but we also uh, pointed uh, where, where they could get them. We just helped them through the process. And uh, the main thing, uh, whether we provided it or they went out and got it, is that we made sure it was programmed correctly, that we did that and, and took the maintenance guy or, or whatever, you know, responsible for the building and, building and grounds, made sure they understood it. We got those that, you know, obviously you could lock too. So, you know, the good sister wouldn't, you know, come in and alter what we were trying to do. Sure, sure. <clears throat> All right, one last question we'll do. Um, how do you use social media to educate members about both the things that you're doing in the community and as a tool to help people reduce usage and that sort yeah. of thing and doing good stewardship there. We love social media. Uh, we, we embrace it. Uh, it's here to stay. And, and it may not be, you know, the names may change in the future. It may be Facebook. It may be Twitter, whatever. But, but social media is here to stay. We, uh, everything we do, really, uh, we, we have a social media component. We, uh, as you know, Jared, we, we have a 12-month social media plan and, uh, you know, things that we know are going to come up, and, and, and yet we're fluid very much with, with that as well. The thing about social media, it's really, a, you know, the way I look at it, it it's, it's a survey almost every day because everything you're putting out there, uh, the member has the immediate opportunity to have an immediate response. Sure. And uh, we don't filter anything, whatever they think, they're free to say. And uh, we, uh, we have gotten some good feedback, and uh, we think it's uh, you know, not a lot of negatives out there. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we think that's a you know, good testament to, to what we're doing. Absolutely. All right. Well, <clears throat> thank you, Brad, for this enlightening conversation about getting your utility involved in community. Uh, and thank you to our audience for being here today. This is Mr. Brad Kimbrough, Chief Operating Officer for Wiregrass Electric Cooperative in South Alabama. I am your host, Jared Dovers of Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.